So full energy from bed right here Cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Your hosts of the day be Couple guests too We're gonna win the trophy when overdue Can we do the double make it deja vu It's a move London thing Third one is only on the wing Harry's one of our own nine and in He's only got one E but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the show side, with the show side With the show side's what we sing With the show side, with the show side It's a new flood to me. Yo, 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 it's a Shellside podcast <laughs> on Cup Final Sunday. <laughs> ah. ah, what's going on, Cup now? You know what, yeah? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> First, 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 first. You know what? Listen, we are here following a 1-0 loss to Man City. Um, but do you know what? The sun is streaming through my, my brand new house, um, which is nice. Um, we didn't get trounced, which is also nice. But I can't lie to you. I, I, I am pissed that we lost. I'm pissed that we lost in the fashion we lost. Um, I mean, we'll get into that. But, you know, it's pretty much a, it's a befitting end to the season, really. Like, if we're honest. The season's not over. The season's not over. It's not over yet, though. The season's been over. But the season has been over for time. The season has been over for time. So, I mean, yeah. But apart from that, man, I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I think you summed it up, mate. Apart from I ain't got the brand new house and, and you know, the East Wing and the West Wing and the North Wing and the South Wing. I think the listeners already know you've got a brand new house. I don't think you need to keep on, you know, dusting your shoulders off. Anyway, let's do the admin real yeah, quick so I can get into my rhythm mm-hmm. before I just go into a real rant. Um, episode 53 today. So, Kobna, this was... You fluffed your lines last week. This is what we've been waiting for. Episode Wait, hold 53. Hold on, hold on. Before you do this, yeah. Remind me again. 50, 52. Who, who was 52 last week? Last? Skip and Parrot. Skip and Parrot, yeah. Yeah, but I only got that after you prompted me, though. Yeah, but this is the one that you've been waiting for. You've been building up for this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Um, Lesniak. <laughs> I'm joking. You're I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Do you know, even now, I'm actually not confident it's Dave Scarlett, but I'm thinking <laughs> maybe it is him. I don't know. You've been waiting. Yeah, you called yeah, this yeah. one out like 20 episodes Yeah, ago. I know, I know. I said, I, I said I'd have nothing until then. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dane Scarlett, indeed. So we are the Showside Podcast, as you know already. We are the fans podcast, from the fans, to the fans, for the fans, and we try to give you some insight with some bants and some intellect as well. I'm not sure how much of that you're going to get this week. I haven't even looked up the new series because we've literally come on air immediately after the game, so it's almost a reaction pod, which we don't ever do, but it's a cup final, and God knows when we're going to get back to a cup final, so let's do it, is what I say, Kwabna. So... If you're tuning in, you know we've lost 1-0 to Man City. And the question I would immediately want to ask you, um, Kwabna, before you ask me, is would this been every any different if Jose had been in charge? I don't think so. I don't think it would have been any different. In terms of, I think we would have lost. I actually think it would have been a more damning a more damning result. Purely because today we rode our luck. 
There's no denying that. We rode our luck. But even bigger than that, though, was that despite us riding our luck, we still seemed like we wanted it. There were still some personalities on the pitch. There's no one in that team who covered themselves in glory. Uh, although, I thought Luis was very good. I, I thought four Luis, players. I thought Luis was very good. I mean, we'll get, I, I'll definitely we'll, yeah. we'll get into like um, sign up players. But I mean, overall, like the mood and the mentality, the attitude in which we approached the game was different. Like, there's no denying that for a long time our players had down tools when it came to Mourinho. He was no longer getting his message coming through. It wasn't really working. And to take that mentality into a cup final and expect that to turn around massively for one game is a big ask. It could happen, of course. It could happen. Mourinho's like done a great job of man managing and motivating teams in the past. But if it hasn't worked for the past like ten or so weeks, like why do you expect to turn around here because of a cup final? I don't know. It's hard. It's a big ask. Um, there were some selection issues, in my opinion. But yeah, sticking to the question, I don't think it would have changed anything. What do you think? I think if you got the right man in, maybe it would have. Maybe if you got the right man in at the right time, maybe it would have. But given where we were with Ryan Mason coming in, I love the graphic they showed on Sky Sports. I knew they were going to do it. Um, Pep Guardiola, like 700-odd games managed, 24 cup finals, <laughs> one defeat. Ryan Mason, including today, two games managed. <laughs> I mean, it says it all. We could have been very, very lucky and he could have been the, the Nagelsmann um, of... White Hart Lane, but I mean, he's absolutely got no experience whatsoever. So I didn't think it was going to be um, something he would be able to turn around if it went against, and it went against us really late. And then he pretty much, I mean, threw all his cards on the table. But there was one card he didn't um, play, and we'll get into that. But I was hopeful more than actually expecting anything. Um, I expected it to be a backs-against-the-wall performance. I expected it to be um, a bit of fortune to get us through to a point where we could nick it at some point. But I just don't think we passed the ball well, and I just don't think we made the right decisions um, on the ball um, and defensively. So it doesn't surprise me we ended up that way. The only thing that surprises me is that it was 1-0, to be honest with you. But Ryan Mason is in charge for the rest of the season. Results keep on giving us some hope in the league that we could potentially get something. And by something, I mean top four or Europa League at, I guess, worse. Now, how do you think this leaves us for the rest of the season? Is Ryan Mason going to show something that possibly Mourinho couldn't? We've won one under him, lost the cup final. Where do you think this leaves us? He's not showing us anything, to my, in, like in my opinion. I don't think Ryan Mason's going to show us anything. And I don't think it's like any slight on him whatsoever. Like, he's young. To be honest, I think the fact that he was given the job in the first place is... It is actually criminal because a lot of people aren't talking about this. And I understand Tottenham fans want to be... Um, positive, they want to get behind the manager. And look, to me saying this doesn't mean I'm not behind Ryan Mason. Like I want whoever's in 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 the hot seat at Tottenham, even Mourinho, like I've said a million times, like don't like him whatever, but I want him to see that I want him to do well. Ryan Mason got, you know, 
obviously he's one of our own. We've got an affection for him. You know, young lad had to leave the game under tragic circumstances. But ultimately, I think it's crazy that he was given the caretaker's job over Ledley King, who's got more man, who's got more managed coaching and and playing experience than Ryan Mason. Played in big games, has won a cup final. Knows what it takes. They didn't give it to him. They didn't give it to Chris Powell, who has got managerial experience, he's got coaching experience, he's got more playing experience. Um, and I guess it's it's controversial for sure, but I'm going to say it. I looked at it and I thought, this is just white privilege in its most raw form. It's like, how can Ryan Mason usurp these two other guys, these black coaches? 29. 29 years old. Especially when the coaches have... Spurs have recently released a statement about how this is the time for black coaches and they're backing black coaches 100%. So to not give one of those guys the run for the rest of the season is absolutely scandalous. Now, I don't want... I've said this before. I don't want Ledley King to manage the club right now. I want him to take his time to get the experience, to learn as much as he can and then be the best coach he can be. I don't want him coming... I would hate for Ledley King's legacy to be tarnished by coming in as a manager who's not ready and to be a flop. I would hate that. Absolutely hate it. So that's not what I want. But Chris Powell could have stepped up, for sure. I think it's crazy to think that Ryan Mason was given the job. But anyway, he was given the job. Um, and I think, you know, he did the best he could. I think he can be, you know, proud of the way he attempted to play the game. Because he did attempt to play. And so, yeah. But as for the rest of the season, what I think it means, like, look, Ryan Mason's not the guy. Um, and he's not expecting to be the guy. And he knows himself he's not the guy. He knows it's a great privilege to be in the position he's in. And he's going to make, make the best of it. I hope that we can make a massive push and he can secure top four. And then we have maybe we're in a better financial situation and that's more appealing to whichever manager comes in so we can build something um, long term. So, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on it. What do you, what do you think? You threw the curveball at me. I wasn't expecting you to go down the political route, although we discussed this and it is 100% criminal. I mean, just criminal from the fact, forget even if you take race out of it and, and it being white privilege, you've just got to look at it on paper, right? Chris Powell, you could argue that he wouldn't have got the Spurs managerial job had he applied um, in line with, say, a Mourinho or anybody else for that matter because yeah. of what he did at Huddersfield and Derby, okay? And Charlton, he didn't get them to the Premier League and didn't win anything significant, so therefore he would have been overlooked. That's granted. But you could apply the same logic to Ryan Mason and say, would Ryan Mason have got the job, or any Premier League job for that matter, if he handed in his CV for a vacancy? And the answer is, hell no. They've always spoken about Ryan Mason as a future manager. They've always spoken about him highly and him being intelligent in a way that they don't do with black coaches and black managers and black players even. So we know that there is some white privilege at play here. But my point is, regardless of that fact, just go and experience, just go and what's needed. You're going into a cup final. Has Mason ever played in a cup final? The answer is no. I believe Chris Powell, and I have to check this out, but I'm sure he's managed in the playoff final at Wembley. Or certainly played in the playoff final at Wembley for Charlton memory serves correctly so I think he's got that big game experience um, Ledley King's obviously played at the World Cup he's played for England um, he's played in a cup final so I think if you're looking at what 
is needed for right now, not necessarily what you're looking for in the future. I think the right here and now, it was the wrong choice. And I think today, in certain ways, you say he tried to play. I mean, there's only one way you can play against City, really, with the kind of team we've got right now. And that is to do the old rope-a-dope trick. Right? Yeah, Defend, yeah, yeah, get yeah. a bit fortunate, hit him on the counter. Right? It's not Ryan Mason's fault that we made bad decisions in the final third. I give you that. It's not Ryan Mason's fault that we can't necessarily pass the ball um, collectively. However, in a way, you could blame the lack of passing ability or the lack of passing cohesion on the manager because of the setup, right? So, Endombele has to be absolutely knackered or he's had a falling out with Ryan Mason. And the reason I say that is you make four substitutions, in the game, in a cup final, and you don't play a man who's featured all season for you. Not for you, but for the previous manager. And done well. Been off it recently, but has done well. Hoybe has been off it recently, uh, but has done well overall. So to signal Dombele out, there must be a reason. You cannot pass. What does Dombele do well? He drops in to make a triangle to give the centre-halves an option. Right, our centre halves, although I thought they were outstanding today in terms of blocking, defending, putting their body on the line, they couldn't pass the ball forward or sideways today, right? And that hindered us. But how many options did they have? The front three were static, and you need that man to drop into the hole, and Don Bele does that. Winks, I don't even recognise Winks. I don't think he played today. Like they told me he played. I, I don't know what he did. You know, Absolutely. to be fair to Winks today, yeah, there are there are a lot of there are a lot of um, it kind of sums up sums up Winks like his career. In fact, it's like there are a couple of times where he three, on three occasions he read the ball well and went to intercept with a slide slide tackle, right? And each one of those times, the tackle wasn't controlled enough. It, it he hit it back to a goal, to a city um, a city player, and they continued while he was on the floor. I looked at it and I was yeah. just like. Like what do you like? What do you say to that? Like, and and that could be because he's a bit off in timing. He hasn't played much, or it could be because he's short. Um, although I'm not saying that's really a, a reason, but I'm just saying he was stretching. But for me, that aside, we all talk about Harry Winks, and we've often spoke about Harry Winks. I'm not, listen. I'm not trying to dig anyone out who doesn't deserve it. I'm just talking about based on today's game. He replaced Don Bele, who we know is good on the ball, right? Who can take, is like a pressure valve. You can, he can take the ball in, take on two players, hold the ball up, twist and turn, give it and go and, and get it. And what Don Bele will do is try and play a decisive ball. I never saw that once from Winks today. I never saw Winks pass the ball forward with any conviction today. He was safe, he was sideways, or he was diagonally sideways he did absolutely nothing going for and for Winks that's criminal because Winks we say is nice and tidy Winks can pass the ball but Winks didn't do that today he didn't justify the selection of himself today in that lineup if he was in there for his doggedness and to hold why you might as well put Sissoko in there because Sissoko would have retained possession as much of Winks today yeah yeah I'm, I'm just saying that was criminal for me because we couldn't play today and we couldn't hit the diagonal for Son, right? I think Kane dropped too deep. I thought Kane played really well today, but I felt he dropped too deep 
he didn't occupy the centre halves, which didn't free up the space for Son to run in behind in the way that he likes to. He's never going to beat Walker for pace. As much as Son's quick, he's not quick on the sprint. He's quick with the ball at his feet. So unless he's running into space, that's the only time he's going to nick it round Walker. But he's not going to beat Walker in a flat foot race. So he needs to make that diagonal run and catch Walker out in behind where Walker can fall asleep. But he can't do that if it's Walker and the two centre-halves there. So for me, again, another slight tactical... I don't know, naivety there from Mason. And maybe Mason didn't have much say in it because Kane will probably do what Kane wants to do. But I think taking Lucas off was criminal when Lucas was the only one showing any adventure going forward. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I'm ranting here, Kwabna. What do you think on any of those points? Yeah, no, I, I, completely, I completely agree about um, about Wings. I don't think he like added that much. But I think the the, the point you made about Hoibier being off it and, and the mother being off it is right. But the reason Hoibier played is because there's a strong belief in the club that he's the only player who can do what he does, right? Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, yeah I agree with that. That's just and, 100%. And I, and I don't yeah. think anyone can deny that the same can be said about Ndombele. Like, no one can do what he does. So if Hoibier plays because he's the only one who can do what he does, then Ndombele should also play because he's the only one. He, he is the only person in the Premier League that does what he does. He's the only person that I've seen in world football who does what he does loads of midfielders retain possession loads of midfielders can dribble but midfielders can combine the retention of possession with dribbling and incisive passing like how many are there I can't think of another one and and you like yeah. myself you watch world football right you watch the Liga you watch Serie A you watch um, Ligue 1 you watch Eredivisie like you watch Bundesliga I don't know many players who do that like and, and it's not to say that he's the best midfielder in the world no but he's got unique qualities and for me if you're going to have one game where you can roll the dice, then just do that. Do that. So for him to for you to have the subs and for him not to come on, I think is like it's criminal. I rem- and I've said this to you before about how Guti used to come on in the last like twenty minutes and unlock a defense, right? Yeah, and but the Real- game's broken. And Real Madrid, and Real Madrid could, could go in, go forth and 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 score. Like we had an opportunity to bring him on to shake things up. We also know that he's bullied Man City multiple times in the past, right? So if you, yep. if he's tired or whatever, fine. Give him 20 minutes, man. You've got nothing to lose. You've got 20 minutes. Like, the thing is, we had a nil-nil game. And when it's nil-nil, it feels like it's finally poised, right? But nil-nil is a bit of a fallacy in this game because we were being battered. We were being battered. We're being bullied. I said we're being bullied. The battered, see... Don't get me wrong. Territory possession. We know we were but lucky to be in the shots, game. Also shots and opportunity. We were conceding chances. When someone said that yeah, you were we being were. battered, like, them having possession, if you've got possession you're not doing anything with it, I don't care. That's not being battered, right? But when you're making mm. clear-cut chances and a variation of chances, right, there were some crosses that were just missed. There were some through balls that were um, just missed. There were cuts inside. There were long range of whatever. They had they had chances, right? So I guess they didn't have their finishing boots yeah, on today. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. And and mm. like the commentary said, if if they had the goal, the scoreline could have been very very different. But ultimately, it was finally poised that no no, someone could say right. But because of the way it was playing, it wasn't really. So therefore, roll the dice, man. Bring him on and see what happens. I always use this example, right? Ronaldinho, people always talk about like his magic and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I used to watch Ronaldinho almost religiously. For me, like he's my favorite football player of all time. So I used to watch the guy religiously. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean he's the best football player of all time. Just means he's Kwabna my said he's his favorite my footballer favorite, of all time. There's a, there's a reason he used the word favorite. Yeah. And I hundred percent 
I understand that. Yes, yes. And if you if you've got beef with me, you can find me on Twitter. But the 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 thing is, I remember a game against in the court in the quarterfinal of the Champions League, and he was sauntering around. He done nothing. He done nothing the whole game, right? And the commentary was saying, "Oh, Ronaldinho's been absent this game, blah." But he was absolutely, they were absolutely right. In the eighty fifth minute, he pulled out the most ridiculous pass to Ludovic Juli. He who had a lot to do, volleyed it right across goal. They end up winning that game one nil. Right, and I just thought to myself, this is why players like that, you can't take them off. You can't take them off. Some people you just are undroppable because they're capable of doing that, and that can change the whole game. I understand why he didn't start Nambele. Like you, you, you called it that you know Winks would start. I didn't think it was going to be expensive Nambele. I thought it was going to be an expensive Lisoso, Lisoso. But either way, he, he didn't play him. But if you know that he's a capable of that no one else has, why, why are you not bringing him on? Yeah, just that's crazy. Minutes, I just, 10 minutes, just give it to him. Put the ball in his feet and just, you know that people can't get it past him. If you know people can't get the ball off him, you also know that he can he can make incisive pass. He is one drop of a shoulder and a swivel of the hips away from a through ball to Kane. Then the whole thing's Bruv, different. That's the thing. You that won't get magic, that from Sissoko. You can't buy you it. You won't get that from Sissoko. You know for a fact you won't get that from Sissoko. I would rather you bring a number day on and we end up losing 2-0 than you, we, we lose 1-0 and we didn't even try. There's no goal difference in a cup final. 100%, man. No... A hundred percent, and this final. this is gonna sound like we're coming at Ryan Mason. Like, like, look, he's twenty nine years old now. We weren't expecting anything from him. Like, we 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 are happy, and I'm speaking for Andrew Azor here. But we are happy for someone to come through the ranks of the club to fulfil like a dream. We want him to be successful, right? We're just saying that yes, there are question marks of whether he should be given the job in the first, first place. But even that aside. Like, people who've been listening to us all season know that I've long, long run, written off this season, right? <laughs> I've long written off this season. So, it's, for me, it's not even a problem that Ryan Mason is, is, is manager. I just feel like there's certain contexts that need to be explored. And today, he made some choices that I don't agree with. And I called them out because if it was Mourinho, I would have called it out. If it was Pochettino, I would have called it out. Ryan Mason is so different. Yeah, no, 100%. So, I've got Kane, Lloris, Dyer... And all the Vell world as our best performers today. And that even comes with the caveat that neither Dyer or Alderweireld world passed the ball that well, right? At all. But I felt they got their heads and boots on everything. Um, even when they made a mistake, the one covered for the other. So I thought they did the typical good old centre-half play today. I thought Kane dropped off. You can always rely on him to control the ball, take the pressure off your team, get forward or in advance of his marker. And his, some of his passing wasn't the most incisive today, but we still retained possession. It was sticking. Whereas mm-hmm. Son had four criminal misses with passes, like simple passes. And obviously we know that Hoybier had that big fuck up with that pass in that great opportunity where I should have, I would have shot, used the runner and get the shot off. Yeah, across yeah. goal. One, one cut inside. And that was it. Yeah, just 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 shift, shift and shoot. All simple, but hey, for me, I feel like some players didn't show up. Like I said, Son didn't show up. I'm not digging him out, but he didn't show up today. Uh, Reguilon didn't have a great game, and maybe Reguilon being a yellow card on a yellow card, Mares absolutely flying today should have bagged himself at least two. Yeah. Um, was problematic for him with very little cover because Son was the highest player at every opportunity. So that's always hard. And when you've got Walker bombing on as well, it doesn't actually help. 
because that's what created Morris's um, opportunity for in the second half where Loris did that good save. Walker just took Regulon out of the game because he has to cover the run, right? So there are reasons why certain players didn't play too well. Aurier had his Aurier moment, needless free kick. Um, he did something else earlier in the game I thought was a bit stupid, but I felt in between those two things, he was okay. Um, yeah, I th- as I mentioned, I thought Lucas was decent, Lucas gave ball away sometimes, but, but yeah, he, the, he, know, he, he offered, offered a threat. Yeah, he offered a threat. I just feel like... And yeah, go on, go on, go on. Go on. No, no, I was going to say, he offered a threat to the point where, I'm just going to touch on this now, the goal scorer the, of the winning goal potentially shouldn't have been on the field of play, right? Laporte should have had two yellow cards. Fact, right? I don't think there's any denying the fact that both his actions warranted two yellow cards. You could argue that Reguillon should have had two yellow cards. But my counter to that fact is Reguillon makes the second challenge, which he got the yellow card for, knowing that he has one to give. Okay? You could potentially argue that with Laporte. However, Laporte's two fouls were instinctive based on breakaways. And City are taught and told to create cynical fouls because they always create overloads. So if the ball breaks down, if the possession breaks down, invariably there will be space behind because their fullbacks have gone missing. So Fernandinho is known to do cynical fouling. And you saw it with Diaz, you saw it with Laporte on two occasions do cynical fouling. So there is no guarantee that even on the yellow he doesn't make that second challenge and even if he doesn't make that second challenge what that means is we're getting up the pitch and um, Mora is in full flight we didn't get those opportunities today to create momentum because of those kind of cynical fouling and that scenario so did Tierney get that decision right and did Tierney have a good game because I felt on occasions he was a bit naive and probably didn't give some decisions he probably should have. I mean, he bowled it. He bowled it. <laughs> like, there's nice no, way to put it. Yeah, there's no way. There's no thing around it. He bowled it. And it's just like, it's frustrating because it's just the most Tottenham thing ever to for the guy who to be bad and then for the guy who's still <coughs> on the pitch and to be the one who's called the winner. It's just, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's written like, it. You, you could write at, that, right? Yeah, it's like you look at, you look at VAR, you look at all the extra referees, you look at all of these measures that they've brought in. And for something ridiculous like that, it's like, it's unju- it's like you, you can't justify it. It's unjustifiable. Like, he's he was pulled aside, Kane went to speak to him, was like, you know, what's going on, bruv? Like, this guy's yeah. clearly, clearly committed a foul in the counter-attack. It's a cynical foul, dragged him back. Like, if that was any, if that was in a Premier League game, that would have been that would have been a a, um, a yellow card. Calm, no problem. No. Problem. Exactly. His first cup final, by the way. He it's looked nervous. The referee. Yeah, he, he just bought this idea. This idea of not like of ruining the game. Yeah, is yeah. absolute nonsense. It's because it ruins nonsense. the game. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's absolute nonsense. Just play. And officiate the game the way it needs to be done. If someone needs to be sent off, they need to be sent off. They're the ones who ruined the game. They're the ones who took the responsibility of making that making that decision and screwed up for their team. They did that. They did that. Yeah. Not you. Not you. So they did that. They've taken advantage. They've literally taken advantage. And Laporte's taken advantage to the cows come home. Now Tierney's probably going to get fans in his inbox, in his DMs, threatening his life. 
Like literally, yeah. I'm not condoning that whatsoever. I think that's ridiculous and ludicrous. Um, and I retweeted a Saint Maximin um, tweet the other day. I don't know if you saw it, Quabna, but it was oh, from I a fan. Did, I saw uh, the leader really quickly. Yeah. Go on, go on. Yeah, but my point is, so I'm not condoning any of that. But Tierney, what you've done there, as Quabna, as you touched on, just officiate the game as you see it. This leniency for derbies, this leniency for big games, this leniency for a cup final. No. If you have to send off somebody in the first 15 minutes, so be it. So if somebody's through on goal and they hack somebody down, you're going to say, well, I know it should be a red card, but because it's the cup final, I don't want to ruin a spectacle for 8,000 fans and the millions watching at home. No, you've ruined it by not sending them off. But hey-ho. I want to talk about something else. Yeah, go on. I want to talk about about a six foot, maybe six foot two, beast of a man, athletic as hell, who cannot win headers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Musa Sissoko. It's actually ridiculous. I'm, I'm talking about Jamie Vardy. I'm talking about Valbuena, not Valbuena. Was it Valbuena for West Ham? Beats him at the far post in the free-all game. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm talking about today, Laporte. Like, how can this man not get his head on any contested um, set pieces or crosses? And in addition to that, and in addition to that, I think management have to take some of the blame here because Man City are not playing with a centre forward. There's no six foot centre forward. Why are midfielders marking centre-halves. Midfielders who cannot head a ball, midfielders who have a track record of not being able to contest headers in their own box, why are they marking centre-halves who are the best headers of the football on the opposition's team? Why are Dyer and Toby not squaring off against Diaz and Laporte? And even put Kane, I know Kane likes to be free, zonal, and he does really well to mop up stuff, but why aren't the other two Picking up centre halves, for me that's criminal as well. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's just like the absent mindedness of it all. Like to look over your shoulder, see them like gathering at pace, to give someone the run on you. It's like it's just so it's so basic. And we even had a man on the back post, and we still managed to like concede there. Yeah. I mean, it's frustrating in many many ways, um, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think. The fact that he shouldn't have been there in the first place, and do you know what? Even that that can the concession of the free kick was frustrating oh, as well. No, so. so you know what they put in our group in our fan cam group, and the moment Aurier got bored. Yeah, no, you know what? It's hard, it's hard <laughs> to argue that. It's hard to argue that. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's so many things we can go into, but um, to me, yeah, it was frustrating for many reasons, but. We've missed an opportunity to bring some um, to bring some silverware home. I think we push as hard as we can for Champions League next season with with that single minded approach. There's nothing else to distract us. Let's do that. If we get it, we, we get it. Fantastic. If we don't, um, it just continues to solidify how big and a decision the next manager is, and we need to make it wisely. Well, it's going to be a coach, the next manager, and there's talk of director of football, which we've often said we need. Um, 
whether Campos comes or not, I don't know. But it's interesting because Nagelsmann has done really well, but he's had players like Umpamecano who um, have been found for him. And yeah, he's put them in positions to be successful. But it's interesting that his director of football he has at Red Bull, um, like Seb, is our former director of football, as we've touched on on this pod in Paul yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if Nagelsmann does come in, he's not going to have a war chest. And I say this every time. So we will need a director of football. We will need to unearth some gems. We will need to lose a few and get a few. Um, but the last remaining games in the league, I think there are some winnable fixtures in there. I think our hardest one is Leicester away at the end of the season and they should be focusing on the cup final and may have secured top four by then, right? So really, we're going after this fourth spot, which Chelsea sit in and under two call. They have been really good in the league and if they win 1-0 to the rest of the season, we have no hope. But we've got to get beyond West Ham, Chelsea and um, Liverpool and Everton as well, who won on Friday night. And that was the game. I never back Arsenal. I was hoping for a draw in that game yeah. and Everton won. But I wasn't overly disappointed because they've got a tough run in. Chelsea have got a tricky run in. West Ham have got the easiest run in. But I feel like they will slip up. They've just been so good and so consistent of late. I think they've got to have a, a bit of a bad run. But we just need to take the momentum from our last league game, throw it all on the line, like you say, pick the right bloody players, Mason. I know it's only been one, two games. <laughs> but... Let's yeah. just go out, like you say, and for these last, was it five games? Yeah. Just give 110%. And I, think, and I think we should, yeah, be okay to a degree. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Um, yeah, man, so uh, I guess that's, uh, that's all from us. It was, I think, I think, I, I think that was a very measured uh, review of the game. It's therapeutic for me, mate. Considering we lost, I mean... <laughs> this, is what, this is what I'm saying, guys. Remember, the sun always shines on the shelf side. Come through, come through. Um, listen, guys, um, we appreciate you coming by, stopping, listening, having a little chat with us. Um, do follow us on Twitter if you want to jump in and give us any comments, any feedback, any information. Uh, we are at shelf, shelf Pod on Twitter. Um, yeah. We, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, do leave a five star review because we only give you five star content. It helps to the reviews. You already know we appreciate it. Um, Andrew, thanks again for uh, for helping me process the recent events at Tottenham and for not allowing me to go into a, a spin of madness. So thanks for that. No, thank you, thank you for um, allowing me to air my frustrations and um, call out a few players. I think it's been highly therapeutic, guys. I mean, it's the most difficult thing to constant, constantly um, podcast after defeat. Oh, it's hard. Um, guys, it is hard. Yeah. It is hard, man. Uh, it's hard. But, um, yeah, we do. But we're here for you. We're exactly, exactly. <laughs> we're here for you. The same way you're there for us, guys. So thanks. Yes. <laughs> With um, our therapy. In it. So, uh, yeah, until next time. Just gonna ask uh, Lero to run the outro.